Hey, I'm Toby. And I'm Larry. Welcome to How Does That Sound? To episode three, we made it to episode three. I was just about to say that I was like, "Wow, we did it, guys!" Yeah, three episodes in. Um, I feel like I feel like this is easy, but but it's probably too easy to say. It's, it's easy because one, I'm doing it with you, so it's like I'm not out of my elements in some in some sense, like out of your comfort zone, like. Yeah. No, no, this is out of my. I feel like this is out of my comfort zone. I should put an asterisk to that. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a better writer than speaker. I looked, I like writing and. Anyways, I think that is as not... a compliment. It's my... Yeah, yeah. I think well, I think doing it with you makes it easier for sure. And then like, there's no real expectation. I don't know how many people have listened to the episodes. Honestly, but... we don't check the stats. We're very bad at that. So. But like. I don't really care if I disappoint them. We care. We're caring family. (laughs) I don't think I do. I don't like. I don't think. I don't think anyone listening to this show have has an expectation of what they want to hear from this show. Hi guys, we're very caring family. Should we start the episode? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, but really, like, I think it's easier one because it's I was I'm dealing with you, and I think also like it just feels like I'm just we're just talking to people that. Uh, just want to hear a good conversation and that's easy yeah like we're not coming to teach anything and then i think it helps that um we like we do it when we're able to like get ivana down to bed so maybe that's why it's felt easy it feels easy like since we started yeah and i think yeah ivana has been very cooperative by the way ivana is our daughter in case yeah um, anyone listening isn't familiar but yeah, she's been cooperative because she she sleeps um on time and gives us an opportunity to have these conversations. But yeah, like uh with three episodes in starting something like this, general thoughts. What has it been like for you? It's been nice, I think, consistently showing up and then doing something that I've I've spoken about that oh, it would be nice to do. And as you said, doing it with you. So it just feels like another time where we see that one just banter together. So yeah. Starting something new is never easy. Like I should know. Probably started a few things. Some have worked out, some have, some some haven't worked out. But it's never easy to start something new. It's never easy to like take that first step. At the end of the day, I think the most important thing is just being consistent and being better. I feel like I feel like every the next episode should always be better than the last one. Oh, yeah. So I think that's the mindset. I just growing through it. So like speaking of starting something, yeah. I feel like today we should talk about like the things in our lives that we have started, specifically when it comes to career, not necessarily the, the starting point, like the process before the starting point, like the things that, that we had to go through. 
to get to the place where we understood, okay, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting it. And this is just like, like for example, your fashion stylist, right? So before you decided to become a fashion stylist, what, was, what were the experiences you had? What were the inspirations you had? Do you want to start? What do I start? I think I'm asking you. Then I can, <laughs> I can jump in later. I had ghetto experiences. Ghetto? Yeah. I had ghetto experiences. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I actually n- never grew up thinking I wanted to do anything in the fashion industry. So it was just more of like, I like fashion. Growing up, I would like do like mini catwalks. I was very, I was that child that was very particular about my clothes. Like, if you buy me something and I don't like it, I won't wear it. I'm very sorry to my mother, but I, I was that stuck up. So, your mom would buy clothes and, and I then, <laughs> what would you do with it to be done right? I'll just fold it and keep it in my closet. Huh? Let's just be praying that if I know, not do this to me. <laughs> well, if she does, then we, uh, we'll know what not to buy it next time. That's but, all. like, I was so particular, right? Yeah. But then I never thought it was like, oh, I was. I wanted to dress in a certain way. Like it wasn't like it wasn't interpreted in that way to me. It was just more of like I'm being very picky. Or so I just knew I just, so those are little things I knew about myself. And so I when I grew up I actually didn't know what I liked. And then you know you come from a background whereby I mean, you tell someone your fashion style is like, what are you doing? You get like Yeah. What do you what are you really doing? Yeah, I don't think I don't think fashion styling was it I don't I don't know if it's really a thing right now. Is it a thing? It's more of a thing now. I mean, it's more of, I think it's even more of a thing in this part of the world, like more yeah. than back home. It's more in of like, like, because even it's now that a lot of people are beginning to identify as I'm a fashion designer. Before, most people were just called you're a tailor or like you're a seamstress, right? But then as the years are going by, like when we were growing up, it was like, oh, a tailor, jigger. But then yeah. now, a lot of people are now Say I'm not just a tailor. I'm mean, I'm a designer. Oh well, yeah, where 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 we're from, definitely Nigeria, the tailor. Yeah. Like the tailor was also the designer and like the stylist, everything. They would give you suggestions on what yeah. you should be wearing. So yeah, that that makes sense. So yeah, definitely when you're young, you weren't thinking about. I wasn't thinking styling. about styling. I grew up and then I like I thought, oh, I'll do sciences. So I was in science. I was in sciences. I graduated. And can you believe that I thought I was going to do pharmacy? <laughs> so you graduated from where? What do you mean graduated? Like I graduated from high school. Okay. And then when I came to university, I came in with the mindset that I was going to do pharmacy. Okay, well, let's put a pin in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you went into sciences. Yeah. Why? Because what I didn't know to? what to do. Did someone tell you to go into sciences? Like, were there any indications that, or maybe you should focus on, this, on sciences or instead of something else? Yeah, I can't remember why. Like, by the time I got... And it's so funny how... I don't know how your school did it, but my school um, in SS1, which is grade 10 here, right? You take, like, all the subjects. You take both science and arts yeah. and the humanitarian, however they call those courses. So you take everything. So you're taking, like, 21 or 14 or 21 courses in one year or so. And the 21 end, courses. In, like... 14 or is a lot. I don't know if I ever took, maybe, maybe. maybe I, I yeah, like in one term and then by second term, 
you now switch to either science or art, the one like whichever one you're going Yeah, I remember. To. I remember something happened, something Similar, like that. Right? I think maybe it was by maybe yeah, I think you're right. It's this one we had to like shorten our list of courses. I don't know what the number number of courses were. You dropped like um, seven or ten. Definitely not yeah. seven. Seven is too small. It's too few. Or nine. Uh, probably like twelve or something. I, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if all those courses are relevant. I just feel like. So um, you can imagine someone that didn't know what you wanted to do. Yeah. Thrown into that mix, I failed hopefully that term. So I failed, and I still didn't have proper guidance, and I still went to enter sciences. So, so you <laughs> didn't do well in your sciences in high school. But yet, you entered the university thinking I was planning going to, to do <laughs> pharmacy. I'm okay laughing at myself. Like I, can't yeah. even, I actually can't picture myself right now in the laboratory. And then I moved from pharmacy to biochemistry. Don't ask me. I didn't know you were thinking of pharmacy, actually. Oh, when I first came here, mm. it was actually pharmacy. Okay. Then that's, I don't know what happened. That's definitely news to me. Oh, for real? So it was biochemistry in your bar, right? Yeah. So how did it go from pharmacy to biochemistry? Yeah, like, because I'm, I'm just wondering, the decisions you're making, going from, like, high school sciences to college pharmacy mm-hmm. to biochemistry, I feel like it must have been something prompting you to make all these this decisions. And if your grades are not prompting you to do that, what was prompting you to do it? I honestly, that's actually a good question. I honestly... Don't know. I can't remember. I don't know if I had a conversation with someone. I yeah. I really don't know. I think biochemistry, though, why I thought biochemistry after like the whole pharmacy was because I'm like, okay, what's the closest option yeah. to like pharmacy, right? If I'm not going to do pharmacy. And so I'm like, oh, I can still do something in that biochem field and so i think that's how biochemistry came about but why i didn't even do pharmacy anymore was because i think in this in like coming here you have to like be a citizen or a permanent resident to so do going to pharmacy yeah and i came here with student visa right so i couldn't do that I don't, don't do you have to do our first degree first for pharmacy if you have if you're a permanent resident or a citizen, you don't have to. Oh, okay. but so since I wasn't, I think I had to do yeah, that. I guess, and I wasn't about to do like that long. So I think it was at that biochemistry point that I'm like I said I went to that class by fate. You see so that's on that topic because I don't know what level of Christianity I was <laughs> And I felt like God was answering me. So but I went okay. and said I was in front of the class. I'm going there by fate, hoping there'll be space and I was still oh, failing. I think <laughs> I think I know. I, like, were you on the waiting list? I was, and I was fine. So you on the waiting list, but, I, but you were still going for the class. Yeah. Because you technically have to do that, right? Like, if you're on the waiting list, because if you eventually get to the class, you want to have, make sure that you have your the information. But in my, own, in my own situation, right? To date. I needed to admit that you, like, I'm sure, you, like, I've heard people do that actually, and yeah. it works for them, right? Everybody's situation is different. But, my own faith movement was not aligning. <laughs> yeah. I was just blindly moving. <laughs> so biochem- and biochemistry is actually one of the most difficult um, courses or programs you can take. In my experience, right? It's no, really, I've it's actually really heard the same thing. And I always um, do biochem 1 and 2. I needed to that. So I think after I didn't get that class, and then I went into 
genetics and I did oh yeah then I changed and I'm like okay why don't I do genetics now why I wanted to do genetics you know, then I thought that I could do counseling right I think the idea counseling what kind of counseling like genetic counseling so what's genetic counseling no I forgot it genetic mapping mapping and all okay. that like, trying to figure out like where you're from yeah or figure out like if um any hereditary yeah hereditary diseases stuff. or things you should watch out for Okay. So I think that that I think that's where I actually started realizing what I had interest, and I think it was just more of like, oh, like help yeah. people, and you know, help people do stuff with people. What do I really enjoy? You know, I love encouraging. Like any opportunity I have, like encourage or be a blessing to someone. So I think that that came to my mind, and I thought, oh, okay, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Why don't I just do something like this that keeps me in that space of like actually helping people but so then, so you and you, you you move from biochem to genetic counseling and the idea behind that is that you want to help families you want mm-hmm. to help people mm-hmm. learn more about the genes that have been passed on from generation to generation yeah. in your family how that might affect or help them yeah. right okay so it, it was from a place of like i want to help people yep so how did you go from just doing a program for the sake of doing it to attaching a reason to what you were doing? Honestly, I was just moving. Like, I was just in a situation whereby I was just moving. I can't tell you I had, like, a thought process. I knew what I was doing. I knew that I was confused. (laughs) Like, no jokes, I was confused. I struggled for the longest time knowing like what exactly is like my purpose or what am I meant to do. So I was just going. Like whatever I would go home, I would do research, you know. Yeah. Whatever comes up, I would go to like the faculty of science, I would get like documents, like pamphlets, pull up different courses. And so I was just navigating, like just I was trying to not give up and I was just trying to move from one I, but I think maybe genetic counseling was because I failed chemistry. Yeah. Like, I blanked out in my chemistry exam and I couldn't put anything together. And I'm like, okay, I can't keep on trying to do biochem, pharmacy. These things require chemistry. As one door closes, pivot. I'll be like, okay, what next course do I have? And I'll pivot. There was really no real explanation attached because i was actually very i have said it a lot in this i, I was confused so the failure of essential courses right mm-hmm. that's what made you that was really pushed you to figure out like you know the reason mm-hmm. for you being in school in the first place or mm-hmm. reason for uh what you want to do in the future yeah and then that's how you moved into genetic counseling because you want to help people yeah okay and so what happened to genetic counseling I was doing okay. Genetics class, I was enjoying it. Everything was going fine. And then that Christmas, I, like the, the, my second year was actually where I made a very big pivot. Like I just left sciences. So that at the end of my second year, I went home for Christmas and then I opened my result, like my portal to see my result. And I had how many Fs staring at me. Like all my chemistry courses, Fs. And I don't even know if I had anything higher than a C or a D or a B. Yeah. And so I think that day I just laid down on my bed and I actually said, okay, I need to do something. 
and I was afraid because I'm like, if I enter my third year mm-hmm. and I keep trying to pursue this, there's a possibility that they might withdraw me from school. And so I just looked at all my grades, like, okay, what am I doing? And I'm like, maybe I should just do psychology. <laughs> because randomly, when I first came, I had taken psychology one, like I'd taken psychology the first and the second. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe science is not for me. So did, did you do well in the psychology courses? But you know, the psychology I took in the summer and I just got C. Okay. So it wasn't anything. It wasn't my best grade. I think because I didn't even know why I took it. I just randomly took it because I needed to take electives. Electives. Yeah. And so I chose psychology. Oh, and I enjoyed it. But I took it in a very intense spiritual summer period. So I don't think I gave it my best. So I weighed my options. Psychology and science or psychology and art. Psychology and science will, will require me doing all of this chemistry and biology courses that I'm already not doing well. Psychology and art. I would finish school within the same period that um, I was already going to finish and I'll just have to take a few courses. That's just I just switched to psychology. And what encouraged me was like, okay, I wanted to do help people to genetic counseling. If I do psychology, I can still help people because that's basically like psychology, understanding people, help people, and then I'll probably go into counseling for a different type of counseling. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so you finished. So so after one semester of genetic counseling, you moved to psychology yeah. because of the poor grades, right? And now with psychology, how was that experience for you um, before you finished? Uh, while you're still in school, did you enjoy it? Were you getting better grades? Um, how was it going for you? I got to the point where I was very tired and giving up on school. I was floating and that was... Probably the best grades I had since I started. Yeah, it's interesting because you went from like someone who was um, who was not doing well in biochem and some other courses, and now you finished with psychology where you're doing okay. So now you finished with psychology. What happened next? Because even at this point, you hadn't considered fashion. So how did you go from the psychology to fashion? And is there any connect? Is there any actual connection? between the two in any way? There might be. I'm still learning that. I finished. I thought I would do, um, as I said, I thought I would do counseling. Counseling requires you going for, like, doing masters. Yeah. But as I said, by the time I was finishing, I was really tired of school. I didn't think I wanted to go into school just yet. Like, that whole pattern of you finish your undergrad, then mm-hmm. you go for masters. I wanted a break, so I started working. I didn't want to hear anything about uh, masters. Now, because I had psychology degree, it was not like an like where I worked, like this I worked. I had to start at the bottom a bit, yeah. And it was more like customer service. So with psychology degree, you know, people tell you have to like social care work, just very limited jobs. If you want to grow higher, you have to like go for a second degree or further education. And I and not not anything against social care work, but I know myself. I don't do well in such settings. I take on people's pain, and I would just probably yeah <laughs> break down. Yeah, so it really affects me mentally. So I knew that's not what I wanted to do. So I go into space of customer service, but then I don't enjoy talking that much. It, it used to drain me. <laughs> These are things that you don't enjoy doing. Yeah. But yet, especially with customer service, you ended up doing it. 
did the fact that you were doing something that you didn't enjoy doing, did that push you in any way to the next thing that you did? Yeah, because when COVID happened yeah. and that period of lockdown and being at home, it made me start thinking, what did I want to do? It took me it took me a level of prayer to to be honest, because it was a lot of back and forth and I needed to get to a point whereby I needed to get answers. So when yeah. I started admitting that I wanted to do fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I started struggling, like what would I do? What would I come out? What would I tell people I want to do, you know? And also although I want to do fashion style, I just don't want to look like someone that's just shopping for people. And is that the end? what is that called? Someone that shop people. There's personal shopper. Personal shopper. Yeah, and then there's But you wanted to do fashion style. I wanted to do okay. more like than just fashion style. Like like more than just shopping for people. I would want to like have impact in the industry. Like you want to do bigger things, right? So yeah, so that's how I got to it. One of the few things that right, someone can pick out of a story is the fact that it didn't seem like you had proper guidance at the beginning because like it seems like you were doing it because okay you had to just be in school and do something in school and so if it's sciences so be it but like it didn't seem like you had proper guidance um academically i don't know how you're able to really figure out like your why and that you really wanted to help people because if you look at the rest of everything that you did too from psychology to customer service down to fashion it involves working with people you know actually all the way from genetic counseling right all the way to what you're doing now involves working with people compared to like sciences sciences sometimes is more like research based they're really spending time just studying the environments because you're not really you may not really be around like the public or people or clients yeah so it's a bit of it's a bit different in that sense so so yeah it's something that i feel like so I can pick out the history, the fact that you didn't seem to have proper academic guidance at the beginning. And also, like, you kind of have to figure out your own why yourself, technically. And it yeah. took you a minute to do that. No, I like... sound like someone who was just abandoned. <laughs> no, I don't think you are abandoned. I, no, no, I don't think that's the case. I think... You I feel get like... what I mean by I sound like someone that's just abandoned. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> this is what a lot of people experience as well especially immigrants young immigrants coming to school here um sure. especially at the undergrad level um i think there's there is a sense of i just have to do what i need to do to finish when you are in undergrad in you know uh, outside of like your home country because one you're probably paying and a real large amount of money to be there. And then two Your parents want their child to go more than four years. Right, exactly. You don't yeah. want to spend too long because what's the budget for that? Um and then two, like you don't want to disappoint the people that sent you. Like you don't want to fail and not have anything to show for it, like not have a degree to show for it and everything. Right. So I feel like because of that sometimes guardian, proper guardians is is tend to be overlooked and people are just like in just and to just figure it out on their own or trying to just like get through the next course regardless of what what it looks like you're not really person to think about oh is this what i want to do is this what i'm interested in um i think it's something that happens to people i think there are people that can definitely relate to that but you that didn't story. have like you knew you wanted to do known from like a young age i wanted to like you liked writing 
Yeah, so so I guess that the difference between us, like you figured out that you wanted to help people because now in fashion you get to help people, yeah. not necessarily like as a psychologist might, but yeah. I feel like there's still correct me if I'm wrong. There's still some elements of psychology when you're doing because you have to understand the person, understand yeah. um, their style, and be able to recommend. Me, I think as a stylist, sometimes I even do therapy. You meet people. I know people yeah. like well, women. Women talk, we share sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, because if anything that the client facing, I feel like there's an element of psychology. In it. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so that makes sense for me. I knew what I wanted to do from a very early stage. I just didn't do it. So why didn't you do it? So I knew I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was like eight or seven or something. I knew for sure that okay, writing is what I want to do. How how I'll do it, I don't know. I knew I like to tell stories. Even at the age of seven or eight, I would play with toys, like use my toy to play act and tell stories. So I knew that I loved telling stories. My mom knew how much I liked telling stories and play acting, that she gave me a book to write some of the stories in. So I knew I liked to write for sure. Now, in school, in like primary school and like secondary school, like which is like high school, right? At least where I was where I'm from, you don't really have any like focus on writing as a discipline the closest thing to that is literature which was a course that um that i took in high school which was fun i did that and i think i did well in it um it was great it helped my reading skills my analytical skills but it didn't help me it didn't really help me with the actual practice of writing and I, I, so I think i just grew up like not really thinking that there was professional writing was a real thing i mean i knew you were a journalist but like I wasn't really thinking about journalism or something I wanted to do. People around me had told me that writing is more of an hobby than an actual profession. So it's more of something that you do on the side, like, just like, you know, you can play guitar, it doesn't mean like you're an artist yeah. or like a musician, right? Were so, you told that it's not paid well at all, like it's not paying well? Like I don't think anyone would be talking about the money, because uh-huh. well, I mean, I want to get my money, to be honest. Yeah. Like, high school age, I'm already thinking about how much I'll make from my career. But just the idea that it's not a real profession. Yeah. It's just something that you can do when you've done your real work and you just want to rest. <laughs> like with the yeah. plan? Probably. Like yeah, it's like it's yeah, so it's not it's not a real thing that basically. Um so coming into college, university, whatever you want to call it, I just kind of went with what I'd been good at in high school. And I was saying it to a caveat because I actually also, after acknowledging and just accepting that writing wasn't a profession, a real profession, I had to think about it, an actual profession. And I chose for myself plastic surgery. Like, not just medicine, not just surgery, cosmetic like how surgery. Did you just... I wanted to be a cosmetic surgeon. Why? Why? Because I watched a show. <laughs> on, is it Doctor on Nine? DSTV, which is like the cable service, right? I think I know that show. Called Doctor Nine Hundred Two or Yeah, I know that show. And I watched it religiously. I thought people go on it to watch weekday. Kim Ka- like Kardashian. Like, why do you to watch that? That's the only thing. Like, I probably saw some um, some episodes of Kim Kardashian. Like, what made you curious about watching that show? I don't know. I just want, I find it fascinating. First of all, I find it fascinating that people wanted to augment and like switch right. up their bodies in that way. And I find it fascinating that someone 
was offering to do it for them. Obviously, there was money. Out of that fascination, he thought it would be interesting. I saw like in the dramatization of the old thing that I think between you and I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah, like so maybe my case was who knows. Like I think the dramatization of everything, the actual change was fascinating that someone could actually do that to human body, like and all of that stuff. So like yeah, I was interested in cosmetic surgery. I, I didn't really have any focus. It could be the breast, it could be the face, maybe from a a, a, a bone or something. Yeah. yeah I can uh, I, I didn't really have any focus. I just wanted to do cosmetic surgery. So I went into university. Um the idea of doing a first degree, which is what you have to do in Canada. You have to do a first degree, and then second degree would be medicine. So I went to the university with the idea of to do a first degree. And I just chose, like, the program that had, like, the best grade from high school, which happened to biology. So all through this period, right? Yeah. There was no why. There was no, there was no why attached to why you were choosing all these courses. It was just because of writing. Is not it's like a hobby. That's why. If you want to be honest, I was I I I I studied biology in university because writing writing a... didn't seem like a real profession. But was writing like did writing keep coming back to you even in those moments of choosing all these questions? Yeah. So like yeah. So eventually, right? So in university studying biology, um, it was going okay. I. So right now the hobby, which is what I understood mm-hmm. it to be anyway. So I was doing it as a hobby. I had like a blog online, um, on Blogger. Um, I don't think it still exists. Um, well, I think I like, Blogger that. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, but I had a blog online, like um, still write blog. Nine, ten, whatever. I type just writing on the side, and then I think I found like I realized that like our school, the university I went to, had like a newspaper publication. So literally my first even my first or second semester in school, I applied to write for them. They obviously said no, because I have no writing experience, real writing experience. Um but I just kept writing on my blog and then every year, because the opening at the publication um it usually comes up once a year. Every year I would apply and apply and I'll use that time to try and see if I can build my writing skills. I think by the third year they eventually invited for an interview and then I got a so job So was it the blogger that you were doing that helped with the interview? No. So I think you... what happened was I didn't actually apply for the job that third year. And this is a pattern in my career, actually, because there are a few places where I've done something similar. It doesn't always work out. But I just kind of reached out to them. Mm-hmm. I wrote a story. Oh. I thought that they might be interested in. And I sent it to the editor. I just told him to go through the story. I told him the reason why. I kind of gave him a pitch of why the story might be important. I can't remember what the story was, to be honest, right now. So I just wrote an article. I sent it to him. Like, she read through it. I gave him the reason why she read through it. And that if they were open to publicizing it, you know, we could talk about it and stuff like that. And so the rest of the story, I was like, oh, and then they called me. and was like, oh, oh, they're actually interested in running the story. And they can add the volunteer piece. Like, cool. So they added the volunteer piece. So that's how I go into the paper. How my story got into the paper at first. Um, they polished it for me, and obviously they make sure I was in the right format. And then um, they, not, they asked me if I could 
if I was interested, if I had more stories to send in, I should let them know that they might consider it. I sent, I think I sent maybe two more. Okay. I think after the third one, then I invited them. I'm like, okay, hey, we had a, an opening. We want a writer in this art and culture um, section of, of the paper. And then, then I, so that's how I got into the interview. Oh, that's nice. So one way or the other, even though you were doing biology, like having this job, like helped you to keep like that hobby in quotes. So, exactly. So that is exactly yeah. the point because when I was able to like write with the publication, that helped me at least every week. I had like a writing deadline that I had to meet, and at least I was able to sharpen my writing skills over over like the rest of my time at the university. That really helped me. Well, did you take any course in school that required? Yeah. No, the closest thing that I took in school that maybe required some writing, Catholic studies. And actually, one of my favorite courses from my time at university. One, because the Catholic stories are actually fascinating to me. Like the Catholic history of the Catholic Church is fascinating to me. There are so many ups and downs in the story, so many characters. I feel like if you go and check out what the history of the Catholic Church is, I feel like there's more drama in there like than an than a Nollywood movie. What did you study? <laughs> oh my god. There's so much drama in the history of the Catholic Church. So the history is fascinating uh, and I enjoyed it. But also I had to write. And the professor, I remember his name, Jeffrey Borrell. No, his name. Wow. I can't remember any professor. <laughs> That's the only professor's name from the University of I remember. I don't know the rest of my teachers and I'm very sorry about that. But like I remember him because I we had like six essays to write in that course. Maybe after the like second essay, called me to his office. I thought I had done something wrong and he wanted to like correct me and like give me some guidance. But he called me, I was like, ask me what I was studying. Well, I'm studying biology, pre med, yeah, I'm trying to get to my school. And I was like asking if I was sure that's what I wanted to do because and I wonder why he was acting that then he told me why because it was like because your writing is really good and he was just wanted to understand like if I was passionate about Catholicism, like about the Catholic Church, or if I was just like studying to become maybe studying English English language or um or creative writing or something, just wanted to understand more about how I was able to get that writing style. And that was the first time, maybe other than like when the newspaper accepted me into the publication. That was the first thing that I actually received validation that, oh, I can write and I could possibly be a writer sometime in the future. That was the first time. And that was that was good actually gave me that. I mean I mean it makes sense why you remember his name now. Yeah. So yeah. it definitely stuck with me. That was my favorite course in school. For you the signs were there like at every point. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the signs were there, but I also felt like I was forcing it. Like I was forcing it because I could have just put writing on the side. Yeah. And but I was applying to the publication every year. Just trying to get in because I wanted to do something that forced me to write. Um all the Catholic study stuff, it was just an elective. I didn't I I didn't force that. But uh I, I think that like Although this, although yeah, I could see that okay, writing could be a thing. By that point, I could see that more clearly. I think I had gotten to a point in my program that it just feels stupid for me to go back. But your grades were good. Yeah, I was doing okay. Like I was doing what I was supposed to do, right? But yeah. there was already a plan in place. Like 
from my parents' perspective, from even my perspective, the early plan of this is what we're going to do, this is where we're going. And honestly, like, I thought about the financial implications, like, we're putting so much money into this. Like, we're going to med school, like, we're finishing this first degree. Um, I thought about, like, different hopes and dreams and plans that, you know, people around me had, had up to that point. Even up to now, my grandmother still asks me that. Yeah, my grandmother still asks me that, like, about medicine or being a doctor. No, your grandmother has asked you about so many things. Yeah, she's asked me about a few things. She has asked you about being a pastor. So, she had, you can tell that she had, like, expectations and hope in, 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 for some of those things. So, yeah, so I thought about those things. And, and that's honestly why I just continued. Going. So, when you finished school, what did you do now? Like, how did you know? So, I think my eventually, just as I was going to get into my final year, I think I got to a point that personally I was like, the only reason I'm doing this is for all this things I just mentioned, right? This, this is the only reason I'm doing this. I'm not interested in it. And I think it was becoming more evident the more I was going out in the field, doing like research, research work, biology research work, like lab reports, like, like what is this? I don't think this is what I want to do. Yes, I knew I was going to go into med, med school and I won't be doing actual research work. But still, none of it just seems like things that I, I that was me. It just it didn't seem like me. It just seemed like Someone else. Yeah, it just seemed like someone else. And all the allure and fascination that I had with Dr. Nido Tuono <laughs> was just dying with every new lab report and research study that I had to read or write. Like, which is like, what am I doing? Because Dr. Nido Tuono's job seems very easy and like fascinating. <laughs> like, all you have to do is show up, spend a couple hours in the operating room and go goes home to a beautiful house. But that those are not like the don't know behind the scenes. Obviously, but I was a kid now, so I was just yeah. seeing all these things. So I like I'm like, does Naruto go through all of these things? Like why am I going through this? Like what is this? Anyways, to be honest, I I, I knew by like just before final year that okay, this is not what I'm interested in doing. I wanted to do something else. I really wanted to do writing. Um and then as I was getting to my final year, I had to do my MCAT exam. I did my MCAT exam. I did well in my MCAT exam. But even then, I, I just didn't feel like I was going so to do So what stopped you from going to med school? I just decided not to do it. I just, final year, I, I told my parents that I'm not doing it. Um, it was a series of conversations. Um, it took a while to do you know how accept that. Do you know if I've read, like, written MCAT so many times? Like, you wrote MCAT once. I did. I wrote it once. Oh wow! Like you, you, you actually would have gone into med school because I've heard people that have taken MCAT so many times because of how hard it is. Yeah, it's like it's, to me, it's just like so. You read, most, you start like you put in all these hours. I think yeah, yeah definitely did. I like um, the typical Kaplan, um, what booklets, all those things. I spent like an entire summer preparing for it. But yeah, most of these standardized exams are yeah, like that. They're just, they're just complicated. They're complicated for no reason. Just make yeah. it very tough. Like this, like SATs, LSAT, MCAT. It's all the same. So once you said you were not going, you just started looking for writing jobs or like. That's where it got tricky. That's where it got tricky. 
because and that's where my dad you know really drilled me on because it was like okay if you're not going to do this what are you actually going to do yeah so it got tricky because i wasn't exactly sure what route i wanted to take with it but i just knew i didn't want to do biology or medicine i wanted to spend my time writing more by my final year which is when all of these conversations were going on um because of my time at the publication i was built some network um with with people who were running publications and in different places um including at mclean's magazine um in toronto um so i started doing some work for some of these people doing some like freelance journalism for different publications um so because of that that's that because of those opportunities that already existed that seemed like the like most likely route just to like just move into journalism full-time and that's what i did at first that was like my my way out of biology journalism saved me from biology and medicine wow yeah but but i think we have to continue the story yeah, in another no, episode because because there's still a lot that happened from there till now and even for you too i think there's a lot that we can go into in like in exactly how you navigated the customer services experience to actually figuring out fashion and fashion psychology. Yeah, but it's, it's interesting to hear like you say that because it just means that like for you, you actually knew. And then it's just so many like things around yeah. like you that made it seem like, okay, I can't do this. But then it just seems like no matter how someone runs away from who they truly are they would honestly come back to it because that's just who you are so there was just it was just a point you would have made that decision in your second year or your third year or you'd have made that decision like today like as we're recording or you'd have, you have made that decision at some point but like you just had to be true to yourself like this is what i want but then you so like when you talk about writing you know how i said i want to help people right yeah for you like why do you enjoy writing? like what's the why behind writing like i just want to share stories that will get people thinking and talking that's pretty much it um, what if you want to keep quiet then keep quiet these stories can make you keep quiet too like i carried your book you're making me talk like, oh yeah, like talk to each other, like, like talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to your family, and really have conversations that maybe you wouldn't have had if you didn't read that story. That's really that honestly, that's honestly what I want to. We do. want to bring information that we wouldn't necessarily think about on a regular basis. Want I want to, to spark conversations yeah. that people should have, and these conversations are about society, life, and the challenges that exists between those two things. Yeah, I'm just thinking because for people like us that just want to live fantasy sometimes. What fantasy? Romance. What romance? We cannot enjoy you. Because <laughs> we don't want to think. Oh, don't, then don't like... <laughs> Let me say that there are people like... So I, get, I get what you're saying, but like people that sometimes just want to run away and just... I mean, I feel, like, I feel like my best... I feel like I'm a better fiction writer than non-fiction writer. So I do yeah, have like imaginative work. <laughs> No, like no. Most of the nonfiction writing I've done is they're they're. I did it as a ghost ghostwriter, 
But for my own personal work, I think I'd much rather do fiction. I can't even imagine you. Ten ways to be productive, to be even. <laughs> I hate giving people advice because when I'm give, if I'm giving people advice, half of the time I don't feel like I know what I'm talking about. If I write any book or write anything that includes advice, advice, and you give me good advice, so. yeah. So you know how to give advice, but I, but that's you because whatever advice I give you or whatever suggestion I give you, mm-hmm. I'll probably have to pay for it if it doesn't work out because I'm because of close proximity. Mm-hmm. But if if I give advice to like somewhere, someone who's just reading something from like ten thousand miles away, and the person actually go goes and like apply it and it doesn't work, whether I know it or not, I feel like I'll feel guilty for that failure. Yeah, I think with nonfiction, just pick what applies to you and drop what doesn't apply to you. That's just I feel like every nonfiction book should come with a career saying, "Hey." This is just from my perspective. Please proceed with caution. Most people don't. Most people read some non-fiction book. Most people listen to specific thought leaders and speakers like they are the mouth of God. Like literally like God came down on earth <laughs> into this person and is telling them what to do. And if they don't do it, their life is over. Some people do that. We have a lot of Moses. <laughs> yeah. Prophets and prophetesses like in the name of thought leaders everywhere. And and it's not a bad thing because we need we need people that can lead conversations. We need people that can like engage an audience and everything. But just on our own end, as people that are listening and reading these things, we need to proceed with culture and understand that there is perspective to it, there is like nuances to everything. So that should be um this week's takeaway to everybody. Like, whatever your information... Open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you say shine your eyes, Nigeria. Right? Shine your eyes. Like, <laughs> stop <laughs> being sheep. Well, yeah, like, as you go, like, whatever information... And, like, it's, I listen to talk leaders, right? We all do. Don't mind two people being silly. Well, like, I listen to talk leaders. We all listen, right? But, like, oh, just I definitely do. I'm just saying, like, just, yeah, just be wise in the way you apply yeah. it. Apply the information. what is for you and let your real wisdom and guidance, you know, find the person of God, basically, like, just find person well, your is, well, wisdom. I want to say dear research, but like, then I think people have done a lot of research, yeah, they, yeah. personal research that put them in trouble. We keep talking, so, we'll go today. Google is the worst place to go to. Yeah, so I'll just, uh, <laughs> just like, well, I don't want to like name name drop Google in case Google wants to work with me in the future. So Google, if you want to work with me in the future, uh, you're not the worst. I'm sorry, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but you know, like yeah, just just be just be smart in the way we have to be smart in the way we're I mean, yeah taking and applying information. So sorry, guys. This week is a bit long, but bear with us. It's just so much from where we started. How we're nav- how we navigating and how we navigated and how we're still navigating our spaces. But I enjoyed hearing to these fantasies of Doctor Nile too. And maybe we should look for that show and watch it one of these days. Yeah, I think now it's just not doesn't sound fun anymore. Oh, uh, you know what would be fun? Oh, I just had an idea. Imagine your Doctor Nile, no, not your Doctor Zero 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 Four, <laughs> and like, then I'm the person bringing. And I'm the person bringing in the okay, I think we medication. <laughs> so the pharmacist and... This sounds like a role play. Maybe we should take it off the, the podcast. Um, 
So uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, please cool. rate the show and leave a review and share with your friends. That's honestly the best way to support the show. We'll probably continue the story, the stories uh, in the future episode, and in 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 and in, in the very near future, we are going to be bringing on guests to also discuss their career with us and teach us one or two things. But yeah, thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.